Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello, and thanks for joining me. On today's episode, I share a recording of when I was interviewed recently by the delightful Tumalo Lean. So I hope you enjoy. Hello there. My name is Tumelo Queen Leene. I am the founder of The Conscious Parent, and I'm going to be your host for today. I want to welcome all of you to the Secrets to Raising Children Who Thrive conference. We are here together as mothers and as fathers, and we want to learn how we can raise our children so that they can, in the end, thrive. We, are, we realize that children, we want certain things about our children. We want them to excel at school. We want them to do certain things that will um, eventually make them the best people out there in the future. But there are so many things that we also need to consider as we raise them. This is the reason why I have put together various experts in different fields about raising children. And today I am joined by Erin Taylor. Erin is, a, is, a, is an author, is a blogger, and she is also a mother. I'm going to give her this opportunity to welcome, to, to introduce herself. Hello, Erin. Hello, it's great to be, hi, it's great to be here with you. Hi, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm glad to have you to be having you here today so that we can you can share with us your great insights about uh, uh, raising children. To get today we are going to be talking about um, establishing deeper connection with our children. Yes, I love that topic. I think it's so important to connect to our children in order to have a, a more peaceful home, get along better with our kids yeah. and just feel better as parents. Yeah. So can I ask you to tell our audience um, about yourself and why you do what you do? Why is it important for you to be teaching children and um, teaching parents and coaching parents on the subject? Absolutely. I have known since I was 11 years old that I wanted to work with families. I had, I was raised by wonderful parents who loved me unconditionally and supported me. And as I got a little bit older, when I got around 10 or 11, I looked around in school and I realized that not everyone seemed to have the family life that I did. And it made me sad. It hurt my heart. And I decided right then and there that I wanted to dedicate my life to helping children to be able to have the experience growing up similar to the way I grew up with a loving 
supportive, with loving, supportive parents. Yeah. And so I have been doing that ever since. And now I have a podcast where I, I help parents tackle some of those challenges that we all face. Mm -hmm. And I coach parents and I have courses for parents, all kinds of things. All right. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. So Erin, tell me, why is it um, important for us as parents to really build those deep connections with our children? Well, it's very important to, uh, what is that quote? People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And I think that applies to our children as well. Mm -hmm. We can do all the correcting we want to do, but if we don't first connect with our children, they're not going to be as receptive to what we have to say to them. Yeah. And so it's really, really important to connect with them first before mm -hmm. anything else. Okay. So before anything else. Mm -hmm. So before you shout, before you to do something, because I realized that, you know, we give birth to our children and when they are small, we love them. They cry and we are patient with them. You know, we hold them tight. It's, it's going to be okay. Um, connections that, and it drifts, they start us, that mm -hmm. um, refusing to do what we tell them to do. Now continue to connect with your child in the midst of in the material that I create for parents is your child is acting out with their siblings, not doing what to do a desirable behavior. It's not because they're trying to torture you or trying to make your life difficult or mm -hmm. just being bratty. It's because there's something preventing them from doing the right thing, from making the right choice. Mm -hmm. And so instead of getting stuck on the level of their behavior and being angry and frustrated and threatening them and punishing them and yelling at them right now, why having a tantrum on the floor? Mm -hmm. If you can get to the root of why your child is, is you preventing them from behaving better or differently, Mm -hmm. then if you can meet that underlying need, a lot of times the undesirable behavior just goes away and you don't have to punish and you don't have to yell and you don't have to threaten or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because in most cases it's the needs. Because I have certain emotions, take them all over the place. But what would you say about that with the way that we need to connect with them? going to go through the through as well mm -hmm. they will be happy joyful sad angry she wanting to be all of those things and more it can be undesirable behavior just stop it it's unpleasant right hiding or not listening experience that with them try to just stop it they're going to end up resorting to punish to their room but you're not they're acting that way so yeah. you might stop them from crying or whining or the punishment that you put. haven't even figured out why you need help with what they're so if you first tackle that bed way about us yes to talk at their needs causing them to be unsettled at that moment i give uh what i think straight what we're talking let's imagine a child comes home from school leave me alone we ended triggered 
angry, speak to me like that. I was just asking them how their day was. They're just pushing my buttons, torturing me, you know, lashing out at me, whatever. So if we don't, if we don't remember to connect first and we go to correction, we might be angry and triggered and march up the stairs, fling open their bedroom door and yell at them. How dare you speak to me like that? I haven't even seen you all day. You are so disrespectful. You stay in your room for the rest of the afternoon. Maybe something like that. Well, we yeah. haven't even figured out why mm -hmm. they were in such a bad mood to begin with. Mm -hmm. But if we remember that idea of connection before correction, then we might feel angry and triggered by their behavior because we just asked them a question and they jumped on us. But instead of, instead of reacting in that state, it's helpful to take a deep breath and go, mm. you know, in your mind, you can say, I'm, a, I'm aware that I'm very angry right now. I'm very upset that my child yelled at me. <laughs> I'm feeling very triggered. And you kind of pull yourself together before you go anywhere near your child. Yeah. Calm yourself down and remember connection before correction. Okay. There's something going on with my child. I need to go figure out if I can help them figure out what it is. Mm. So then maybe you calm yourself down before you get involved with them. You must mm. bring yourself back down. Yeah. And then perhaps you walk up the stairs and instead of flinging open their door, maybe you knock on the door or you gently open the door and you go in and say something like, wow, you must have had a really hard day at school or something must have happened that was upsetting to you. When you came in and I asked you how you were doing, you yelled at me. Is there, is there anything bothering you? Is there any, is there any way I can help you? Mm. And you feel the difference in the energy between those two ways of handling that situation. Yeah. So maybe your child is aware in that example, maybe your child is aware of what happened at school and what's bothering him or her, they might say, you know, I got a, I, I failed my math test or I got in an argument with my friend or, uh, you know, I slipped in, I fell down and tripped in front of my class and I was embarrassed mm. or they might not even really realize what's going on. But just the fact that you went in there with that soothing, gentle, nurturing energy rather than that combative aggressive how dare you treat me like that energy mm. Mm. is it's a much better way of trying to let your child know that you're there to help them and support them mm -hmm. and if they're if their stress level is up here and you meet them up here by yelling at them it's just going to escalate everyone but mm -hmm. if their stress level is up here and you're able to come in down here with a soothing energy and a soothing tone of voice then you have a much better chance of maybe bringing their stress level down a little bit mm -hmm. so that you can try to get to the root of why they're so upset mm -hmm. and then see what you can do to help them to move forward, to solve the issue. Maybe there's nothing to solve. You know, if they tripped in front of their class and they were embarrassed, there's nothing they can really do to fix that because it's done yeah. and it happened. Yeah. But at least you can empathize with them and offer them compassion. Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I remember when I tripped in front of my class or whatever happened. Mm. And it's a much more nurturing, connected way of moving forward. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Um, um, I also realized, Erin, that, you know, we over and above connecting with our children when something is happening. We also want to connect with our children, maybe by spending time together with them. So yes. I realize also it's important to really pay attention to what we do when we spend time with our children. Is it about them or is it about us? So what would you say about that? Well, I, I encourage parents to try to enter their child's world rather than asking their child to enter their world. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you can never invite them into your world. You know, let's say you like to go fishing and mm -hmm. you would like to teach them how to fish. Well, mm -hmm. it's wonderful to invite them into your world and say, hey, I like to do this activity. Would you like to come along with me? Would you like me mm -hmm. to teach you? Would you like to go with me? Mm -hmm. But it's also, and that can be a very bonding, connecting experience. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't always be the child having to come to your world. Mm -hmm. It's really, you can really shock and surprise your child if you go to them and say, hey, you seem to really like that video game. I want to see what it's all about. Can you teach me how to play it? Mm -hmm. And your, your child may be shocked that you're even asking and they might find it kind of funny. And uh, I know when my boys were younger and I used to ask all, all of my kids, but my boys like video games more than my daughter. But when I would sit down and say, teach me, I want to learn how to play that. Teach me. They, they would always go, mom, you're going to be terrible at that. Why do you want to play that? I say, well, because I want to learn. And so they would sit down with me and they would teach me and it gives them a, a chance to feel, uh, masterful at something because they're going to be way better than me mm. and they're taking the reins to teach me and I'm becoming the student yeah. and so they really enjoy it and then of course you play a video game and they beat you and then they love it and then they get to gloat about it so it's just a fun thing to to enter their world and find out what it is they like to do and what mm. they enjoy about it and why and it's just a wonderful, wonderful way to connect with your child. Yeah. I've also seen that with my boys. They're gifted in different areas. So sometimes I'll just go to one of them and ask them, can I watch that music video with you? And, you know, you can, mm. I, I sometimes see that um, enlightenment in their eyes and in their face. Oh, wow. And then they start tricking. He'll start telling me this and that about that video, you know which he would not otherwise do if I had not come to the world, like you are saying. And then we get to open up and talk even about different topics, but we would start with that one of something that he likes the most. That's wonderful. Yeah. Right. Um, the other thing, Erin, um, I realized that also as parents, we have a difficulty in maybe trying to come to connect with our children when they sort of misbehave because we get triggered in certain ways. And because we are triggered, we, our energies go all, all over and we fail to come down just like you were saying. It's not easy. Sometimes I think I, I come to a, a, a place in time where I think that, you know, some things are easier said than done. You know, 
as much as they have to be done, they are not easy to do because of also what we go through as parents. We are also human, we go through stuff and we, it's very important that we, we handle what we go through. So what would you say to the, our audience there about dealing with our own issues, our triggers and all that, so that we can also see our children for who it is they are and be able to connect with them? Well, one of the first things that I always encourage parents to do is to, in, in the heat of the moment, especially take a deep breath, mm. maybe three, if you, if you can, if you can squeeze it in, because when we, when we pause before we react, it gives our, our, our higher level thinking brains, our frontal lobes, our, our better judgment. It gives our brains a chance to catch up with that more uh, animal instinctual, you know, fight or flight part of our brain that kicks in immediately. So mm -hmm. when they trigger us, boom, we're ready for a fight because that's yeah. what our, our, our base brain is trying to prepare us for. Mm -hmm. But if we pause and allow the thinking part of our brain to catch up to that instinctual fight or flight part of our brain, then it allows us to think again and think more clearly. And mm -hmm. so taking those couple of deep breaths is a great way before we even open our mouth to respond to them, just kind of pause yourself, bite your tongue, close your eyes, take a deep breath. If you need to excuse yourself to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> if you just need to get into another room, just I will deal with this. I will respond to you, but first I need to go to the bathroom and then just go in there, splash some cold water on your face, look in the mirror and see what you look like. Because sometimes it can be shocking when we're really triggered and angry. If we get a glimpse of ourselves in the mirror, we might not like who's looking back at us mm. because we can, we can find a very unpleasant look on our faces so if we just somehow hit that pause button, take some deep breaths, calm ourselves back down, mm. allow our, our brains to think for a minute before we respond. When we're not in that fight or flight heightened state of anger and, and triggeredness, then mm. we can have a more creative way of responding that's more yeah. connecting than uh, resistant or aggressive or anything like that. So that's what I recommend to parents yeah. in the heat of the moment. And when they're trying to make these changes, it can help to keep a journal. And at the end of the night, before they go to bed, to think back over the day and think about the things that went well, the interactions that were, mm. were positive and connecting the ones that didn't go well and see if you can identify why one didn't go well and why one did. How were you feeling? What were the circumstances? What was your state of mind? Were you able to hit that pause button? Were you able to remember to try to connect before you correct yeah. that kind of stuff? Mm. And then I also encourage parents when they want even more one-on-one -on -one help to to work with a coach like myself, because that's how you 
really, really can implement those kind of changes and make rapid transformation in your family. Yeah, that's true. You know, sometimes I see this thing help, helping me a lot. Every time we, maybe we, because I have two teenage boys and two younger ones. So the teenage ones, you know, they trigger me a lot, a lot. And sometimes I often see myself saying, it's not about me. It's not about me. They need me. They need me. They need me. And once I come into that state, I'm able now to go into the emotions and be there for them, try to be there for them instead of thinking that they're being disrespectful to me. Because That's I know really beautiful. I, I know in totality they don't want to hurt me. They're not intending to disrespect me. They are not intending to be rude or anything. It's just that they're going through something. So I have to remind myself it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. And it helps me a lot. That's really beautiful. And the other thing that the other reason I think that's a really good mantra to repeat to yourself, uh, it's not about me and they need me. Mm. Now, what they need from you in that moment is going to be different based on what their actual needs are. Mm. But a lot of times, particularly with teenagers, when they need us most is when they are the most repulsive to us. <laughs> it's yes. when what's it's when their behavior is the most difficult, when they're the most unpleasant to be around, when they're pushing us away as hard and as ugly as they can, that's when they actually need us the most. Mm -hmm. Now, whether they need a hug in that situation, probably not. But whether they need compassion, uh someone to listen to them vent and and rail against whatever's bothering them just an ear to listen to them whatever what they need is going to change but especially with teenagers they they need us the most when you least want to be around them <laughs> yeah that's very true so now erin we've spoken a lot about the importance of connecting with our children so i want to ask you the danger of not connecting with our children. If we don't really make an effort to connect with our children, what are we building between a us and them? That's a really good question. I have spoken to many parents who've come to me cons very concerned and worried because their children are lying a lot. And, and they've discovered this. Well, the reason children lie is because they don't feel safe telling the truth. Mm -hmm. We've not created a safe space for them to admit their mistakes, their faults, their failures, their poor judgment, all of those things. We've not created that safe space. If we create that safe space, they will feel comfortable and safe coming to us and admitting when they mm. did something wrong. Mm. And so when we forget to connect before we correct, and we're only focused on the correction and stopping and controlling their behavior, you know, it, it's easy to get tricked when your kids are born to think that your job is to, to create this well-behaved child who's going to do mm. great things in the world and they're going to be 
they're going to get straight A's in school and they're going to be on the best sports teams and they're going to be in the honor society and they're going to do all these things and they're going to play a musical instrument and everything. Mm. But you, you really have to wait and see who it is your child is here to become. Yeah. And then your job is to support them to become the fullest version of whoever it is, whether they came here to be a musician or an accountant or a singer <laughs> or you know, a doctor or, or, or a librarian, a gardener, a gardener, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they came here to be, mm-hmm. then we have to try to figure out who that person is and then support them and nurture them to become that instead of this other thing that we decided they should be. Yeah. And so when we are too focused and stuck on our own idea of programming our child to become our vision of them and then trying to just stop any behavior that doesn't fall into alignment with that Mm -hmm. then we're just going to push our child underground their Mm -hmm. their undesirable behavior or their their poor choices their poor judgment their mistakes they're gonna push it underground they're gonna hide it they're gonna lie to us they're going to sneak behind our backs and they're, they're going to, to handle our uh, heavy handed methods in a way that's not going to be good for them. And it's not going to be good for our relationship. Yeah. And I also think it, it creates a lot of anger in them and they sort of resent us. And when they resent us, they don't tell us even when they're going through stuff you find that, you know, your child is going through stuff and have, has been going through that for a long time and they never came to confide in you because they knew that you're going to judge them or you're going to be angry or mad at them. So they would decide rather not to, to tell you because we haven't developed that culture of um, allowing them to be who they are and um, them knowing that it is okay and that you also are okay with them being who they are, not what you want them to be. So then, yeah. I actually have uh, a college age son. And when he, I started transforming my parenting when he was about seven. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, it was all about my mindset was all about control and mm-hmm. discipline and, you know, shaping him into the person I thought he should become. And I was completely off base. And it took me several years yeah. until he was seven to realize that I was completely off base and I was doing it entirely wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found uh, the work of my dear friend, Dr. Shafali, and she helped to really transform my parenting and understand that I was focusing on all the wrong stuff and going about it all wrong. But yeah. up until he was about seven, he started lying a lot. So mm-hmm. that's why I use that example. He lied a lot. He would be the kid who would eat the donut and have the powder around his legs. <laughs> and he would say, did you eat the donut? And he would just with a completely straight face, no, I didn't see any donuts. And so we got very concerned. Oh my gosh, are we raising a pathological liar? Mm. But then 
as I started learning how to, how to really connect with them and what parenting is really supposed to be about, then I, I was able to create this safe space where he wasn't hiding his mistakes and his bad choices, his poor choices. Mm-hmm. He was just, he felt comfortable and safe to say, you know what, mom, I did this I did and I know this. I shouldn't have, or I messed up or whatever. And, and he knew he wasn't going to be grounded for life or, you know, all of his video games taken away. It was just going to be one of the things that we learned with him is that we, we sat him down when he messed up and we said, well, let's talk about what it is that you did. And then what, what's the fallout from what you did? Did you hurt someone's feelings? Did you break something? Did you get in trouble at school? Let's look at that. And now let's look at what you need to do to repair the fallout from the mistake that you made. And then how can you do it differently moving forward to not do that, make that same mistake again? And so that's kind of the, the very simple process that we started going yeah. through whenever he messed up. So yeah. he knew that, I mean, he used to always complain that he didn't want to sit down and have this long conversation, mm-hmm. but really it wasn't as bad as he, he made it out to be because yeah. he really felt safe coming to us and saying, uh, I screwed up. I got in trouble at school or I didn't forgot to bring my homework home or whatever it was instead of trying to lie or hide it. And now he's a young adult in college and he is so open and he tells us what's going on in his life. And sometimes you have to have nerves of steel to listen to it because he is a young adult and he's figuring things out. But yeah, um, you know, we still, we still try to offer him our, our input as a consultant in his life yes. and help him still try to help him to use good judgment and look at the whole situation before he makes a decision about how he should handle it. Yeah. And all of that comes from way back when he was younger, creating a safe space for him to feel safe talking to us about these difficult things. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, um, Aaron, um, what would be your last word to our audience today? Uh, I would say, remember to try to connect before you correct. Yeah. And take care of yourself because you you cannot show up as the parent that I know that you want to be. If you're not taking care of yourself, getting the rest that you need, trying to reduce your stress, eating well, moving your body, you have to, you have to take care of yourself in order to be the parent that you want to be and that your child deserves. Wow, beautiful. So um, at this point, I'm going to ask you to share with us a little bit about your free gift. So the free gift that I want to offer to your viewers is a PDF download and a video going into much greater detail about why your child might be acting the way they are so yeah, that it, you can have more of a, of an understanding and a way to approach their behavior so that you can start practicing connection over correction. 
Wow, beautiful. And we really appreciate that free gift, um, Ms. Taylor. Thank we you. are so thankful. Um, thank you so much for this time that you have spent with us. And thank you so much, our viewers, for spending time with us this afternoon, morning, evening, whatever your time is, wherever you are. Um, I really appreciate and I believe that you have learned a thing or two and you're going to practice it with your own children. I know we love our children so dearly and we don't want to lose them to the world. We don't want to lose them to things that are out there that are so dangerous for them. So let us connect with them so that when they run away from whatever that is chasing them out there, they come to us instead of come go away from us. So we can only do that through connecting with them. So um, tune in again tomorrow to listen to more of our speakers who are going to be telling us more beautiful stuff about raising our children such that they thrive. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.